Hey, this is Dave Burgess, and you are listening to The Dave Burgess Show, where we talk education, lifestyle, entrepreneurship, fitness, wellness, principles of success, interview elite performers in their field, and most importantly, cover topics that will empower, inspire, and uplift you. Let's go. He stood leaning up against the wall immediately to the right of my college classroom door with his backpack slung over one shoulder and sporting his superfly shell-toe Adidas with no laces. I recognized him from my class. I had spotted those Adidas on the very first day because there weren't too many hardcore run DMC fans other than me running around UC Davis in the mid to late 80s. I gave him the obligatory nod and camped out directly across the hallway from him and dropped my backpack to the floor. It was odd that the door was closed. Every other time the door was propped open, we all just walked in. Soon a few other students started to gather outside in the hallway. Eventually, 10, 15 of us were just milling around, chatting or holding the wall up. It didn't take long for the age-old conversation to start to rattle around the group. Exactly how long do you have to wait and stay before you can just leave if the professor is late? Some waited and said, ah, 10 minutes. Others weren't sure. So it was 15, 20. A few emphatically said it was an urban myth. By the way, they were right. And then that's when it happened. A student with headphones came down the hall, oblivious to the debate and the world, walked through the crowd, reached down, grabbed the doorknob, opened the freaking door, and walked right in, letting the door swing shut behind him. Stone cold silence. What the? Sheepishly, the rest of us followed into the room where the professor was busily writing notes and a chart on the whiteboard. And lo and behold, we had class. I glanced over at Mr. Adidas and he just shrugged like, my bad. He arrived and saw the door closed when it was usually open. Just never tried it. I came next and saw him standing there and just assumed he had. And then the third, the fourth, the fifth. Who wants to be that sixth person who passes five standing at the door and foolishly turns the knob only to also find it locked and be sneered at by the rest? By the time you hit 10, there ain't no chance somebody's going to turn the knob. Groupthink is powerful. How many times do people say to themselves, if it were really possible, wouldn't someone here have done it before? I'm sure someone has tried this before and it must not have worked out or they would still be doing it. I bet someone has asked permission to do that a thousand times before me. The groupthink mentality makes it increasingly likely that the status quo will be maintained. How many ideas have been killed by being thrown to a committee? Death by committee is a cliche for a reason. Or how about that favorite of PD speakers and no shade intended, The smartest person in the room is the room. Again, no shade intended. I understand the sentiment, right? We don't have all the answers, so we should tap into all the expertise that is around us. But if the room gets to decide everything, there's a diffusion of responsibility. And usually the solution that comes forward is going to be watered down, not quite as edgy, not quite as challenging as it might have been. Martin Luther King said it this way, ultimately, a genuine leader is not a searcher for consensus, but a molder of consensus. 
So what are you doing to move the crowd forward? Not to just tap into the crowd, but to shape the crowd. You want to be a shaper of the crowd as well. Comfortable conformity can only be crushed with courage or sometimes just someone crazy enough to not care what everybody else is doing or what they think. Steve Jobs put it this way, the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. Your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And that's a great quote. I remember talking an author off the ledge once when he released his book title to a Voxer group of trusted supporters and asked for feedback. It was all over the map. I was listening in to the conversation on the Voxer group, most of it negative. It shook his confidence. It had him twisting in the wind since he had been branding around the title for years. I called him and basically said, hey, public opinion polls may be good for some things, but not this. If you let a group of people who are not as committed to your vision as you are determine your brand, you're going to lose. You can't let groupthink turn your brand into something flavorless enough that it will please everyone. What do you think would have happened if I put out a poll about whether I should call my book Teach Like a Pirate back in 2012? It would have been a disaster. Probably something like pirate. What does that even mean? What does that have to do with education or teaching? Nobody will even understand what it means when they see it and they won't buy it. Pirates are criminals. Why would you want to glamorize that? That sounds too cheesy. On and on and on. In fact, I remember getting contacted by a book publishing company. This was after Teach Like a Pirate had already taken off and they wanted to buy the rights to the book. And they said, hey, you know what? This is cute what you're doing with your book and stuff. But, you know, if you if you sign with us, we'll give you much broader distribution and here's all the things we can do for you. But... We have talked to our marketing department and they want to change the title of your book because they say no one's going to buy, no buyers are going to buy it with that cheesy title. And plus your cover doesn't let, we want to change the cover because the cover doesn't fit in with other books in the genre. So I shot back an email basically saying, fit in with other books in the genre. That's the last thing you want to do is fit in with other books in the genre, right? And so you have to be careful when you ask for feedback, you have to be careful when you do it, how you do it, and how you take that feedback and how you use that feedback. I think that almost all of the feedback that I would have received about Teach Like a Pirate would have been wrong. I knew it would work. I believed in it. And now this book is translated into Korean, two forms of Chinese, Russian, Spanish, and we sold over half a million copies of it from our house. (laughs) Oh, by the way, That book and author, I'm super glad that Matt Miller had the personal power, strength of character, intestinal fortitude to stick by his instincts and brand and bring Ditch That Textbook to the world. What changes do you want to make in your system? What dreams are you on fire about pursuing in your life? What goals do you have that everyone around you tells you are impossible? What challenges and obstacles have you not confronted because you've seen others unwilling to tackle them in the past? What new ideas do you have that could change the world? Or maybe just your small corner of it. Are you letting the compliant crowd deter you from the work you know matters most? Are you going to let bystanders and critics decide your future? Are you like the worst of politicians who don't decide their beliefs on principles, but rather on polls? 
or are you going to make a ruckus, ruffle some feathers, take a leap, cannonball in, as Tara Martin would say. How many doors of opportunity have you left unopened because nobody else before you had the guts to turn the knob? Maybe it's time to put on your metaphorical headphones so you can drown out the crowd noise and allow yourself to fully focus on fulfilling the future that you want to bring to fruition. Pass by the posers. Grasp it, turn it, open it, walk in. You'll find most doors are open to you if you have the guts to turn the knob. One more thing. If the knob won't turn, somebody out there has a key. Go find them. If you can't, and what you want on the other side is worth it, feel free to knock it down. Thank you so much for listening to The Dave Burgess Show. Let's connect. I am at Burgess Dave on Twitter. My name just flipped around to Burgess Dave. On Instagram, I am DBC underscore INC, and I blog at DaveBurgess.com. Please share your thoughts and comments on social media using the hashtag DaveBurgessShow. It would mean the world to me if you share the show with friends and colleagues, and I would be honored if you left a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have a question, a topic, or a guest recommendation for the show, just email me at dave at daveburgess.com, put podcast question in the subject line, and I absolutely cannot wait to join you on the next episode.